0: Welcome to the I Am African podcast, where excellence isn't just inspired, but demanded. I believe in asking the difficult questions, starting the uncomfortable conversations, proposing outside-the-box solutions, and of course, shaking tables. No, breaking tables, all while being African. I am your host, Vera Ezimar. Hey sweet potatoes, can you guys believe we're in double digits? Episode 10, yes, yes, welcome. So I'm excited about this episode, not that there's an episode that I'm not usually excited about, but today I want to talk to you about why women endure bad marriages. But before I get into that, uh, I want to give a shout out to two cities, of course, as usual. So today I'm talking to or giving a shout out to Gillingham, England and Bel Air, Maryland. Hi, Maryland folks. Hi, England folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading, hopefully subscribing and sharing. Uh, I know I've mentioned this before, but we do have an active Facebook group. We are at the 150-something now, so yay, we're growing. Just search for I Am African by Verastic on Facebook. It's a closed group, but you can join. Anyway, I hope to see you there. Now, um, I hope everyone is also staying safe in light of this virus. We're still home on lockdown. I have to go to the store today because we're... F- all the way out of milk and i can't i can't postpone it any longer so i have to go i'm not really looking forward to it but anyway at least at least we have the option of staying home and uh staying safe so i hope everyone out there you're doing the same when you can okay so i i want to talk to you about why women stay or endure bad marriages uh if i was going to be specific for the topic it would be why women endure bad marriages longer than they should. Um, but then that would imply that there is an amount of time you should dedicate to enduring a bad marriage. And also to make the, to make it shorter, I just kept it as why women endure bad marriages. But as I talk to you about it, you see where I'm coming from. So This past week, I don't know if you know Olabisi, she's on Facebook, she lives in the UK. She has a really, really f- active Facebook group profile uh, page, it's not a, a like page, it's not like, but a regular profile page. She has a very active profile page. Actually, she's going to be on the podcast once we figure ourselves out and timing, but um she has an active page. She always, she engages a lot of women. She's one of those people who advocates for women and all that kind of good stuff. So last week, she started a series called Divorce Not Stigma. And this was inspired by uh, the way people see divorcees, well, divorced women, not just divorcees, but the way people see the divorced women as being less than, you know, like there's a stigma to divorce. And I had left a comment on it. Anyway, Um, she decided to do a series having women who are divorced share their divorce stories. And she reached out to me to ask if I'll share it. And I was like, sure. I mean, I already put it out there. All my business is already out there. So I gave a very, very, very condensed version. I mean, even before she reached out to me, honestly, I was already typing it up. And she reached out and she reached out on WhatsApp and I said, Yeah, yeah, girl, I'm already typing it up. And uh I shared a condensed version of it and I included the link to the full story. If you've you have no idea what I'm talking about, I wrote about my marriage and divorce on my blog on Verastic.com And I'll leave the link in this, in the show notes of this episode. So anyway, um, episode one of this podcast is titled for this divorce I prayed. So if you want to have an idea, you can listen to that. And also, like I said, the link will be available in the show notes. All right. So a bunch of women, I think now Labisi is up to maybe story number 22 and I was story number Maybe three, two, four, I don't remember. And I've read I haven't read all these stories, but I've read a bunch of them. Uh one of the stories I read was from a lady called Mercedes. She lives in Nigeria. And her story, um I, I'm not going to go into her story because she will actually be on the podcast too. So hey. Um, but anyway, the point is her story got twisted because, you know, for her, she spent so much money on her ex-husband, now ex-husband, and a bunch of people turned it around, switched the whole story around, and people are questioning, hey, that doesn't make any damn sense, and they're calling her name saying, how could you be so stupid, and this and that, okay, you know, whatever. I understand people questioning it. I, when I told my own story, mine sounds like fiction, you know. And because I'm a storyteller, some people literally ask me, "Is this a joke?" In fact, I have a friend from high school who responded to me. She sent me an email or a text, I don't remember, where she said, "Haha, so funny!" Like that because that's how crazy my my story sounded. And I don't blame the people who find it hard to believe these stories because. Uh, they, some of them sound unbelievable, including mine. And if I was not in the story, I would have probably been like, what the, okay. But it was my story, you know, so I know exactly how it happened. And even till this day, it's kind of unbelievable to even me. All right. Now the thing is some of the questions people are asking, not just Mercedes, but all the other women who have shared their stories is you know, you you read comments like, but how could, how could someone be so stupid? Uh, Why would you stay in the marriage for this, in a bad marriage for this long? Some of these women were in these marriages for like 10 years uh, or even longer. And some of these marriages started being bad before the actual wedding happened, you know, before they became man and wife or shortly after the wedding happened, like five months, six months into the marriage is bad. And so, People are questioning. Well, if it was bad that quickly, why did you endure for ten years, for fifteen years, for all this? Like, why? Why did you go ahead and have children with this man? Why did you do this and why did you do that? And these are all valid questions. Hmm? These are all valid questions. But but let me let me say this. Let me give you. Let me tell you why women endure these bad marriages longer than they should. For me, I got married in two thousand and eleven the marriage was good in fact it was great and it, it we had problems most of which were resolvable um but the thing really went from 0 to 100 after his mother moved in with us and she convinced him that i was i stole his star i was controlling him i used ibujuju on him it was a lot i uh, so things just went from zero to hundred real quick. She moved in, in 2016, in October of 2016, and I walked out of my marriage in December, 2017. So for me, it lasted about a year, um, of this marriage just going horribly wrong and getting from going from bad to worse. Uh, but for some people it lasted a lot longer. So like I said, let me tell you why this happens. Why women stay in these marriages is very simple. It's love and, and hope. It's love and it's hope because here's how this happens. All things being considered, nobody gets married and hopes to get divorced, right? And For a woman, and I'm not right now, I'm even taking culture aside, you know, taking culture aside, like the way we are raised generally, we're raised and told, do this so, so you be a good wife, do this so, so you be good, you know, we're groomed to be white, to become wives and moms. And so taking that even aside, taking all these cultural things aside, fundamentally, you don't get married to get divorced. Like who wants to go through that, you know? And which is why I said all things being considered like it's not a person who's getting married for papers. It's not a person who's getting married to have a storyline on the reality TV is a person a normal woman who has met what she thinks is her Prince Charming or hopes is her Prince Charming and they've gotten married and now things are not quite what she imagined or expected. Why does she stay? It's because of love. It's because you love this person and you're hoping that he changes. You're hoping that, okay, he did this terrible thing this time that, you know, he realize his mistake and he realize how much you love him and how much you're there for him and he will change his ways. And the truth is that does happen sometimes. For some people you can have a monster today and tomorrow he's an angel for whatever reason he changes, you know? But For the most part, these men don't change. These men, the ones that would make you eventually have to walk out of your marriage, they don't change. However, as the wife, you are there because you are hoping that he changes. You give him a million second chances because you hope this will be the last second chance and you threaten and you say everything and yet when he does it, you stay. Because you love him and because you hope he will change because think about it what who wants to have a broken home? you know, especially when kids are involved like the whole thing is messy, it's inconvenient, it's expensive. No, I don't I, I don't think anybody wakes up and, and says, "Oh, you know what will be really fun. Um, it's if I go through divorce, I mean I'm bored nobody nobody does that. I hope nobody does that. Yes, there are women and men who walk out of their marriages for flimsy excuses. I'm doing the air quotes here for flimsy because who has a right to judge what's flimsy, right? Like you might consider it flimsy, but maybe the person, for the person in the marriage, it's a deal breaker. So we're not going to go down that road. But yeah, there are people who maybe could afford to be a little more patient in their relationships. But the thing is, when it comes to marriage, you've, you've, accepted this person you've chosen and accepted this man as supposedly the love of your life as your as your partner in life like you guys are going to do this thing together this life thing you've accepted that challenges will come but you're going to be there you're going to pick each other up you're going to be there when one person is down the other person is up you're going to support each other you're going to bring a couple of kids into the world you're going to raise them together what you're praying against is you're praying against disease you're praying against death, you know, all these things that are really out of your control. But but for divorce, no, you're you not, in, in your mind, this is the, lo- why would you get divorced? No, this is the love of your life. This is the person that you're going to be doing life with. And so when things go wrong, it's difficult to reconcile this new person with the person that you fell in love with. You, it, no normal person would just get up and be like, okay, that's it. You know, on the man's first failure, whatever it is, whether it's that he, Cheated on her, or he disrespected her, or he put his hands on her. Most women would not get up at that first instance and say, That's it, I'm done, go to hell, I'm out. Most people won't. I know that for me, my uh, ex husband, the f- first he put his hands on me twice. The first time he hit me was a punch actually a couple of punches, not a punch. I don't know how many, definitely more than one. I did not leave. I did not even call the police. I was shocked because this had never happened to me and I never expected this to happen. to Like me, what? No, but it did. And so for me, it, I was shocked. But then when I recovered, I, I told myself and I told him that if this ever happens again, you're going to get a different reaction. And so when he did, it wasn't even a punch. He pushed me because I found the juju he hid in his mother's luggage. He pushed me, and I called the police. Now, what am I? The point I'm trying to make is, for some, for some other woman, she might not have called the police that second time. She might have excused the push and said, "Well, you know, he punched me the first time. This time, he only pushed me. So, you know, things are technically getting better." Um, for some other woman, we're not all the same, but. At the core, it's love and it's hope that keeps us there. It's love and it's hope that makes a woman stay and hope that, okay, you know, it, it's going to get better. And, and, you know, you read comments or you hear questions from people who are like, oh, I would never do that. No man is going to make a fool out of me. I will not take shit from any man. Yada, yada. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. There are only two kinds of people that will say that Two. The first set of people are people who are not married, have never experienced marriage. So everything they're saying is theoretical. It's not coming from someone who has ex- actually experienced anything. It's it, it, They're just saying what they think they will do or what they think they won't do. It's theoretical. It doesn't count. The second set of people are people who are maybe married, but really should not be married. Okay, because let me tell you why. Anyone who tells you that marriage is the same thing as a relationship, you know, like when you're dating, that person does not know what the hell they're talking about. It is not the same. When you're dating someone, there's a part of your brain and even your heart that knows that if shit hits the fan, I am out. You know, even if it takes you long, even if you're the kind of girlfriend who will stay there a little longer than you should, still there's a part of you that knows, last, last, I will leave. You know, I'm out. Now, in marriage, you don't just, you can't just get up and say, you know what, I'm out, I'm done. It doesn't work that way. There are legal, uh, processes to, to go through. Um, uh, there are family involved, yours and his. There might be children involved. I mean, yes, yes, there are women who stay. I'm not saying that every woman who stays or endures a bad marriage is staying because of just love or just hope. No, there are other things like, you know, there are people who are wondering what will people say. Yes, that's a big one, especially for us culturally. What will people say, you know, and then there's culturally, how do Africans view women who are divorced. You know, there's the thing about religion. What does God say about divorce? No matter what your religion is, what does that religion say about divorce? That's a hindrance. That's something that a woman would consider most likely before walking out of a marriage. There's fear, you know, just being afraid of what the future holds. You know, the devil, you know, is better than the angel. You don't know, they said, but I don't know if that's always the truth. In fact, that's not always the truth. I would say that because yeah. because yeah, you know, this devil does not mean you have to stay with this devil, but fear is also a factor because you don't know what you're going to face. You know, there's the question of, okay, so what if I leave this one and I go and get married to someone who is even worse than the person I was with? What's the point? I might as well stay where I am and suffer and endure. You know, there's money. Some women are not financially able to free themselves. Maybe they depend wholly on the man, or maybe their income is too small to care for them and the children, or, or them alone, that's a factor. Then there's family pressure too. You know, your parents, your family tell you, ah, you cannot divorce. So, you know, that you want to uh, uh, drag our name in the mud. It's a thing of shame. Nobody in this family has ever gotten divorced. You can't be the first one. Yada, yada, yada. That will weigh heavily on your mind. And then, of course, children. Children are a factor. I considered my child so much before I filed for divorce. In, in my case, however, um, having my daughter for me worked in the opposite way in, in the sense that I didn't stay because of her. I left because of her because I, I, I was determined that there's no way I can bring my child up in chaos. I can't bring her up in an environment like this where she thinks that this is the normal behavior of a man because this is there's nothing normal about this. There's nothing about there's nothing normal or good about a man disrespecting his wife and the mother of his child or children. There's nothing normal about that. And I don't I didn't want her to grow up seeing that and thinking, "Oh, and and then in the future if a man disrespects her, she doesn't even know that she has the option to leave." How will she know when I didn't show her that? When I didn't teach her that, and not just teaching with my words, but teaching by doing, by saying, look, I did it. You can do it. You don't have to stay. You know, I will never teach my child that once she gets married, it that's it. It's done. Don't ever come back home. No, 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 no. I'm never going to tell her that. It's not like I'm going to advise her that when once they have a fight, she needs to come home and spend the night. No, you need to figure it out. But when it comes to your life being in danger, when it comes to a man just straight up disrespecting you, disregarding no, 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 you don't have to stay, honey. You can come home. But this is the reason why women stay in bad marriages, why they endure. I always say it. I've been saying it. I said this before I was married. I said this while I was married and I'm still saying this right now. Marriage should be enjoyed, not endured. If somebody tells you that marriage should be endured, they don't know what the hell they are talking about. Okay. They don't know what marriage is. That's not what that is not what marriage is meant for. Yes. There will be challenges in marriage. Absolutely. Because you're two people coming together and trying to live one life. Yes. You will butt heads every now and then. But that's not what endurance is. That's more like compromise, you know. That's that that's what that is. That's you and an equal compromise. You and your partner coming together, compromise, not just one person doing all the work. That doesn't work. You know? Marriage is a partnership. You and your partner need to be on the same page. If you're not on the same page, then you're doing the work by yourself. And that is not a partnership, but I I feel myself that digressing. This I'm not supposed to be talking about what is a marriage and what isn't. I just want to tell you why women endure bad marriage. So when you hear a woman tell you a story about her marriage and she tells you all these horrible things, and you're playing it in your head like, oh no, I could never. No, trust me, you could. You absolutely could. If it is so easy for you to walk away from the man that you said you're going to love for the rest of your life, maybe you shouldn't be married in the first place. It should never be an easy decision. And and here's another thing. Once you love someone, you will take shit from them. It's not just your husband. It's anybody you love and care for. You will take shit from them. Whether it's your parents, your friends, your children. If you love them and you care for them, you will take shit for the, you because you know what? When you love someone, that makes you vulnerable to them. When you love someone, things that they do to you will hurt you. It's not the same way. Like if some random person says you're stupid, you probably don't care. If someone you love, whether it's your mom or your spouse or your child, ah, which child? You slap that child, but that's by the way, somebody you love says the same thing to you. It carries a heavy weight because you care about the person and that's why when you love someone you take shit from them and that's why when the woman is married and she loves her husband she's there and she's hoping he will change that's why she takes shit that's why she endures because she's hoping that this will change she's hoping that he will morph back into the man she fell in love with or the man she hopes he is bottom line is I applaud every woman who has the courage to walk away and has the courage to share her story because it's not easy, especially considering who we are, where we're from. It's not easy to share your story. People will judge you. People will say things that are not kind about you. You know, Some people will not believe you, but you know what? Your story is your story. No matter who believes or does not believe, you know what you went through. And let me tell you another thing. When you read or hear a woman's story about the things she endured in marriage, please believe that she's not even telling you everything. Because think about it. How do you tell everything? When I wrote my story on my blog, it was so long. I don't remember now how many words, but I know that I was up till about three in the morning. And at some point I was like, I am tired. I am done. I can't put any more. It wasn't like I didn't have any more. Oh, I had a lot more. In fact, there's a huge part that I left out of it that I'm not ready to talk about. So the point, so so, so you have to understand that when a woman is saying all these things, no, it's, it's absolutely possible that she endured it. It's for love. It's the things you do for love. And that's why once a woman gets to that point where she's fed up and she's like, you know what, that's it, fuck it, I'm out. There's almost never any turning back, you know? My mom uh, is always saying that when the person wakes up, that's the person's morning. So it might take her five years. It might take her 10 years to get to the point where she says that's it. But when she gets there, she has gotten there and there'll be no turning back. And let me say, as one who has done this, as one who has tasted divorce, the liberation that comes out, the the liberation isn't because you're no longer married. is isn't because you hated marriage. The liberation, you feel the, the lightness, the peace of mind you feel is because you've exited something that was toxic for you. It's not because you didn't want to be married or you hated marriage. It's just because you were in a terrible situation and now you're not. And so when you get out of that divorce, I read so many women's stories saying how they slept like babies. And I'm like, I can't completely relate. The first day that my ex-husband was out of the house, I slept like a baby. I completely understand. My aunt wanted me to come home, follow her home because she was scared of me staying. I said, no, I'm okay, auntie. And I was right. I slept, My the sleep was deep. It was good. So I relate to every woman out there who's left a terrible situation or you're thinking about leaving one, I hope you have the strength that you need to move forward. If your relationship is one that can be worked on, both of you, then work on it. If it's gotten to a point where you know it can't be worked on, or your life is in danger, please walk away. It's never worth it. Walk away, save yourself, save your children if you have children, save yourself, please. And with that, I will round off this episode. I really should have a cup of water next to me when I'm recording because my throat gets really dry from just talking. Thank you for listening. Thank you, sweet potatoes. And I look forward to talking to you next week. The I Am African podcast is powered by Verastic. Thank you for letting me be in your ears today. If you have not yet... Please subscribe, review, and share this podcast. Do you know any remarkable Africans who should be on the show? People who have compelling stories, or maybe you just have a show idea. Please send any show and guest suggestions to I Am African at verastic.com. That's I am African at verastic.com. Follow I am African podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can find me too at Verastic on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Once again, I am your host, Vera Ezimara. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you next week.